You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. You know what I genuinely love about Thanksgiving? It's the fact that everyone gets together, but they really like them not sometimes. I don't know your whole family situation, but everyone gets together. You have this giant meal. You give thanks to the Lord Almighty. You eat and watch Creed 2. If you're my family, you watch Creed 2. Creed 2 is officially a Thanksgiving movie. And you just play some video games and maybe watch a parade or something and you drink and you just hang out. And no one has to give anyone anything. No one is expecting anything. Yeah. It's weird if you think about it. How many holidays require you having to go out and budget a whole bunch of gifts for people? Whether you really want to give them something big or not, you feel obligated to sometimes because you think the other person's going to go ahead and give you something big. And sometimes it's uh, it's some new socks, which if anyone in my family is listening... Uh, I've got a lot of socks of holes in them, so jot that down for Christmas this year. But, uh, man, I love Thanksgiving. I, I, I don't know why. I just, I just, I like it more than Christmas. Now, Christmas is more important than Thanksgiving, especially if you're a Christian. But Thanksgiving is the one time where you're just supposed to put your life in a moment of reflection. It's when you give thanks. I don't think I certainly do that enough in my life. Maybe you do or don't in yours. But we had to have a day to give thanks. Now think of the pilgrims. Look at all the crazy stuff they had to go through. They certainly want to give thanks. And it was such a such an amazing story that we decided to adopt it as an American holiday. Regardless of your race, regardless of your religion, regardless as to whether you were born here or you were an immigrant, regardless as to whether you're East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, North, South, whatever, this is a uniquely American holiday. And I think that's something really beautiful, that you don't have to be born into it. You don't have to be converted to take part in it. If you're an American, it's yours. If you love the spirit of America, 
it's yours. The past two Thanksgivings for me have been, um, they, they've been during very crazy times during my life. Or forget my first Thanksgiving when I was at the Washington Times. Uh, it was right around the Trump impeachment, and I was working like a dog. I mean, it was it, it was just come in early, stay late, constant breaking news. I don't know if they did this at every news. <laughs> Sorry, I still have that cough. Um, I got choked out tonight, like over and over and over again at jujitsu. So everyone keeps thinking that I've had like this lingering, like walking pneumonia cough or an allergies cough. No, it's a jujitsu cough. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know if every newsroom used to do this, but we had to have a ton of people on on Thanksgiving in the newsroom. So what our editor-in-chief did was he actually went ahead and ordered a Boston Market Thanksgiving. And I almost had to spend Thanksgiving in the newsroom. Luckily, uh, social media guy, I wasn't needed necessarily that much because a lot of stuff was pre-scheduled and how much breaking news is really going to happen on Thanksgiving. Nobody wants to be around each other. Nothing crazy has ever really broken on Thanksgiving that I can think of. But they had a whole uh, bunch of editors and a whole bunch of reporters and the whole gambit. And uh, they were there for Thanksgiving. And uh, what was nice about that was they had a whole bunch of leftovers. So I had free lunch for like a week. But uh, I used to think that that was one of the weirdest times, not necessarily taking part in it. I certainly wasn't going out and trying to gather news on it, but just having to process all the information. It was just Trump, 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 and Adam Schiff, 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 and backstabbing just in the masha, 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 no, and abstain, Tulsi, gabber, 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 gabber. It was just, think of the same thing. It's like Gitmo torture. You go ahead and stick something in someone's head enough times, and they're going to go absolutely freaking insane. And that's what that was like. And, uh, you know, going into Christmas, I, I was also just, you know, I, I was just lucky to be working. That was really the first big boy full-time job I had. I had a bunch of jobs before that, a lot of part-time jobs too. But, like, you know, I was just happy to be working, even if it meant that I had to work a lot um, around Thanksgiving, a little bit on Thanksgiving. But, you know, I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be the most stressful Thanksgiving ever. Nothing like this will ever happen again. And then a year later, uh, I'm still working on Thanksgiving. I, 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 I just want to preface, like, I work every, I've worked every Labor Day. I've never had a Labor Day off. I also think it's funny that I have not had a Veterans Day off in like five years, but all my friends who are like government contractors and stuff who never served in the military get Veterans Day off. Um, I had a friend, he flew out to Milwaukee to hang out with me and drink a bit, and he was like, oh man, you don't get Veterans Day off? I'm like, no, and he's like, well, I got Veterans Day off, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> um, I, I I like working anyway, I'd rather make money. Um, but uh, yeah, so... You know, I, I was working again last year, and this is when I was at Parlor. And at that point, that's when I basically knew, like, this, this job is, is going to end soon. Um, I, I can't legally get into details because I don't want to get sued. But, like, two weeks after that, I, uh, uh, I, I made a deal with my boss to leave, and I was given a month's severance, and uh, I thought that was kind of BS, but all my lawyers were like, this will, this will drag out 
just ask for money to leave because you're good at your job and they can't get rid of you and you're calling out their BS on the inside. So um, just say that uh, you'll leave if they pay you. And uh, I got I got dwindled down to a month's pay, and all of that went to pay taxes anyway. But um, you know, at that point, I was I, I I was at a point where I was I was achieving the the highest level of success in my life. You might you might not believe this. You might not. You might call me a bullshitter, but I was probably one of the top people in social media. Within the social media expert professional space, I was one of the most important people in social media. I had such a giant climb from the Washington Times, being their social social media coordinator, to being the director of outreach at Parlor. Um, you know, tripling my annual salary in less than a year, doing crazy things, celebrities, politicians, all coming to me asking for favors when I was there. I was at the top of the world. And then uh, on that Thanksgiving, I could not have been more miserable because I was having to work the entire time. And uh, I, didn't get, I didn't get any rest. I never had any rest. How, how can you have Thanksgiving without rest? Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people have really worse jobs and they have to work on holidays and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think we ever credit those people enough. It's, it's like when I see some Christians give, give crap to people who have to work on Sunday, and it's like, well, you know, don't go out to eat then, or at least tip a full 20% at least. But um, I, I, I could not have been more miserable. I could not have been more blessed and more miserable at the same time because this also came after the, um, the election and everything else. This was during COVID. It was just... It, it didn't. It didn't feel the same. And maybe you had the same feeling with your family, with your own experience last year. But that was a Thanksgiving where I had a lot to be thankful for, but I wasn't happy. And then, like two weeks later, I, I got severanced on my birthday, and now I'm about to enter like the worst job market ever. And then you know, stuff happened, and uh, come January six, I'm already out for a month. LinkedIn is updated. People decide to go absolutely freaking crazy, and nobody decides to check on LinkedIn. So what ends up happening to me? For nearly two and a half months, I'm still getting reporters finding me everywhere, asking me for everything. I'm getting hate mail everywhere. You know what it's like to have Lester Holt and uh, Cuomo and Brian Stelter and all these liberal uh, reporters go ahead and throw out names of employees and get the names of the employees wrong because guess what? I was part of that list even though I had already been gone and they're calling everybody a domestic terrorist and a criminal. It, it certainly makes finding a job hard. Yeah, tr- try going try going to a job interview when that's on your resume and your name's all over the internet because you happen to be affiliated with the place. It was like Enron. Actually, you know what's funny? Um, my dad knew an Enron employee. He wasn't one of the guys committing criminal acts of, uh, you know, embezzlement and money laundering and securities fraud and stuff like that. But, um, you know, he was there at Enron at the time. And my dad asked the guy, he's like, did ever, even though you weren't doing anything wrong, Enron was on your resume, you were a high up person, did it ever get better? And the guy was, my my dad was asking on behalf of me and the guy was like, yeah, but like, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe at some point your son would have been compared to being an Enron employee. But honestly, I'd say being a parlor employee is worse than being an Enron employee. And uh, I felt like shit. It's hard to be thankful when things are good. It's really hard to be thankful when things are good. But 
you are thankful when you're in the middle of an incredibly difficult period and you begin to just be thankful for the little things that happen. I was thankful for moments of silence where people just left me alone. I was thankful for that. Uh, When I got COVID pneumonia and everything else, I was thankful for my health after that. I was thankful for my fiance and my family and my friends, really the only people who stuck around me during that time because a lot of people who I used to think would, you know, kind of pick me up, take care of me and things like that, they, they go away. Uh, my, my favorite spy movie of all time is Casino Royale, the, the first of the Daniel Craig James Bond films. And um, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a part in the lyrics where it goes, um, uh, when, when the storm arrives, will you be seen with me? And uh, that's, that's a lot of what my life has been over the last year. When the storm arrives, will you be seen with me? Um, this show is really also a testament to that because let, let's look what happened. 20,000 people on parlor, guess what? That's gone. And yeah, technically it's still up and alive right now, but like nobody's on there. It's robots. I don't post there anymore. Um, so lose access to all of that. A lot of people like the show, but they weren't big fans, whatever. So I lose a ton of listeners that way. And then what ends up happening? We post a meme. Brian, Brian, if you're listening to this, you post an episode that ends up getting us all our crap removed from YouTube, and it, it wasn't your fault. It was YouTube's fault. So then YouTube, where a lot of our new listeners were, being dis- were discovering us, YouTube is gone. Then what happens a month after that? Um, we share a meme, the Jeffrey Dahmer Five Guys meme, where he's at Five Guys, and Jeffrey Dahmer's like, well, this doesn't taste like Five Guys. And then the Walnuts Facebook, Facebook group that had thousands and thousands of active and awesome and engaged fans, uh, that goes away too. So... I am left with my existing social media platforms and my newsletter and this. And uh, it took a hit. But, you know, I'm thankful for everyone that stuck around. I'm thankful for everyone that we've picked up, including you if you're listening to this. I, I am thankful for the community that we've been able to build. Because Mark Clare and I, my, my good friend and co-host Mark Clare for Second Break Comics, we were also doing that too. So here I am. I'm, I'm freelancing, I'm contracting, I'm trying to save on the run, I'm trying to build up Second Print Comics, I'm trying to look for a job. I remember um, I took a road trip, I was just like, you know what, screw it, I've got the money, i got the time, I'm going to go take a road trip, and I went to go see a, uh, a good friend of mine, they call him a redneck millionaire, because he got, he got out of the army, and he uh, created a product that basically prevents semi-trucks from setting on fire, if they roll over, an engine blows up or something. And um, he became a millionaire from that. And uh, this guy, you want to talk about thankful. This guy was dirt broke when he got out. And uh, his girlfriend left him. His parents were disappointed in him. He spent all his money, took out debt to build this contraption, sold it to one of the leading truck uh, trucking companies in America and became a millionaire. And the first thing he did was he hid his money. Well, not like buried it or something but he didn't he doesn't let anyone know he's a millionaire i won't even say his name he lives in literally and this is funny for all the military guys he lives in a shack down by the river in the farthest southest part of north carolina i mean you have to it's such an obscure part of north carolina you have to drive through the north carolina south carolina border 
take a road from South Carolina back around into North Carolina. So basically, for him to leave where he's at along this river, he has to drive into South Carolina to go back to his job in North Carolina. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny if you see the map. But um, what this guy did was he bought himself a little shack, adopted some animals, and he still got another job. And he works paycheck to paycheck, and he's you know he he's he's building wealth. He's accruing those dividends during the pandemic. You know what he did? He went around town as places were going under, as as uh, as offices were closing down, and stuff. And he went around with a bag of cash, and he bought like every building in town. He was the daddy warbucks of this small little North Carolina community, and people were just like, "How did he get that money?" But the, you know the thing about money, and we talk about money a lot on the show. Money doesn't make a person better. Money doesn't even take, make a person worse. Money just exposes you for who you really are. It's just a mirror that is shown publicly. And um, yeah, I loved hanging out with my redneck friend, camping outside, setting trash on fire, channeling my inner Hunter Thompson, shooting guns in the random trees in the river, just drinking, having fun, reminiscing, just being thankful for company. And uh, I was thankful for company. I was thankful for time. I was thankful to have some of my time back and to not have to worry about money as much because I was still working. I I was just extremely frugal. But uh, I get back from that vacation, and I'm just really reexamining things. I had been applying for other jobs. And a friend of mine was like, hey, uh, warehouse that I work at uh, for my company, they're hiring people part-time for a seasonal job, 15 bucks an hour, you want to do it? And I was just like, yeah. And uh, believe it or not, I was incredibly happy for that warehouse job. It was, an easy, it was an easy job. It was good, honest work where people didn't ask questions. And uh, my supervisor was a super awesome lady who I consider a friend, and she knew where I had worked, but she was, you know, of the right of center persuasion, so she was cool with me, and her husband was cool with me. And, um, you know, they, they paid me well, and they gave me lots of hours, and uh, I was just happy to be working. You know, I talk a lot about just dignity and work. Yeah, I went from being one of the top people in social media making crazy amounts of money for what I was doing, working fully remote, to now making 15 bucks an hour, stocking shelves and mailing stuff out through a warehouse where I was just, you know, dead tired every day. And I was thankful for it. I, I never complained. And I'm not looking for sympathy. I liked that job. You know, I'm, I'm the type of person where I, I'm thankful to work regardless of the work. If, I, if something happens, you know, like my, comp, like my organization goes down or something, knock on wood, I would be at McDonald's tomorrow. You're like, you got to work. Like, you got to give yourself some time to make some money and figure things out. You got to keep productive. You got to work. And uh, I was thankful for that. And then to finally get my job here at the, ba- at the Badger Institute, to come to Wisconsin, to continue work on my own stuff, you know, the shows, my clients, everything else. Like, the, the one thing I can say about the past year is that I have had one of the craziest freaking comebacks I think anyone could ever really have. People, you don't understand how, much, how many times I've been canceled. Like, I've been called every terrible thing under the sun. I've been accused of every terrible thing under the sun, yet I'm still able to persist and move on. And I can't just say it's because of me. It's because of the grace of God and the kindness of you, the listeners. 
who have become my friends, who some of you have contacted me. Uh, you've been my clients. Um, I've been so happy to help so many of you with your small businesses. That's something that I really wanted to do at the beginning of the, uh, of 2022. It was how do I get, how do I help small businesses not get crushed by the lockdowns, not get crushed by Amazon or big tech or something? How can I help you? And I've been so happy to do that. It's been an honor to do so. But, um, you know, I, it's, it's good. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be thankful during good times, like I mentioned. And, I'm so happy right now because I found myself in a bit of a melancholy state recently where, you know, I just get frustrated. I get envious. I get greedy. And I have to remember jealousy is the, is the thief of joy. And, um, you know, I just look at a lot of people and I'm very thankful for where I am because, uh, you know, when you get canceled, a lot of people just fold. My thing was like, I got to confront it. You know, in jujitsu, we've got a saying where the only way to get through somebody is to literally go through them. And, uh, you know, I've seen it where some people get canceled and their whole lives just go Bleep, because they give up. They don't fight. Sometimes fighting doesn't make things better, but not doing anything also just makes it really difficult, especially when you just give up and crawl and crawl in bed and you don't do anything about it. But, um, you know, like. It, it, it takes a small ounce of courage, and courage is not the absence of fear. It, it's, it's, the con, it's the confrontation of fear that you, you've, you've got you've to have in those situations. Because let me tell you, people, the media, politicians, bad people, like life will knock you the fuck down, and it will keep you there. And it will keep you there unless you choose to get up. And I know that sounds incredibly corny, but I'm telling you, I'm turning, I'm turning 27 in December, and I feel like an old freaking man because it's not about the age. It's about the miles that you put on yourself. And, um, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really wish anybody the type of crap that I've gone through. I really wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. This year was was a lot of was a lot of trials, but the the good opportunities and the successes put all of that in hindsight and reminds me just how good how good things can be. And uh, you know, I get to go see my family for Thanksgiving and everything. By the time you're listening to this, is Thanksgiving, but um, freaking ice machine always interrupts me. Uh, what was my train of thought? You know, but like th- things are different now, but ultimately. You know, my, my life is good. I'm self-reliant. I'm growing. I'm self-sustaining. I've got opportunities. I've got comfort. Like, I have nothing really to complain about. And all my complaints, the complaints I have, they're, they're just trivial. It's, it's stupid little minor things. And I think that comes with what I've been trying to remind myself is it's easy not to be thankful when things are good. You know, I have a habit of praying when... Things are really bad. Get on my knees. Oh, God. God, you don't know what I've just gotten myself into. I'm about to lose it all. Everything's going to shit. God, help me. Just help me out this one time. Every time is one time. But just help me out this one time. Help me out this one time, and I'll, do, I'll be a completely changed person. I'll be a completely better person. I will never ask you again, as I have asked a million times before. But 
God is fighting your battles as you're sleeping. He is fighting all the things that you don't see to get you through to the next day. So you see light in the morning and feel fresh air on your skin and embrace what's in front of you. It's easy to pray when things are absolutely terrible. But why don't we do it when things are good? Why don't we have the same spirit when we're blessed and when we're good? Only you can answer that. But to be thankful for what we have now is a gift. And I'm thankful for a lot of things. But the something I'm thankful for the most is the friendship, kindness, and prayer that all of you have given me and my family. I could not have done this without you all. I'm incredibly thankful for that. And if you've been a long time on the run listener, gosh, you know a lot about me. You really do. The good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the in-between, and the eccentric. You've been there for me when things were super awesome, and you were there for me when things were not super awesome, and you're still here. My prayer for you is that you are as thankful and prayerful when things are great as you are when things are not great. That you can rest in the comfort that tomorrow still comes. That throughout every challenge, there's something rewarding at the end of it. I know this is a shorter episode, but turn off the phone, log out of social media, and go spend time with people you love. Go be thankful and rest in the comfort of the familiar, of family, of the things that bring you genuine happiness in life. For me and my family, to you and yours, I hope you have a restful, cheerful, and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.